Hey guys, I'm Olivia Skilgen. And I'm Kate Cato. Welcome to our new podcast, Crusader Conversations. Today we're here with our very own Father Patrick to talk about Lent. Yeah, hi guys, I'm Father Patrick, and I'm really excited to be here on this first podcast, so thanks for having me. You have no problem. I'm really glad Missouri gave up some cold weather for Lent. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Kate. All right, so to start off, can you explain what actually, like, is Lent and why we celebrate it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Lent is a period of preparation. So there's two periods of preparation in the church's year. The first is Advent, which is when we prepare for Christmas, and the second is Lent. And in Lent, we spend our time preparing for Easter. So it's like, a lot of people say it's 40 days. It's actually 46 days with Sundays and other things between Ash Wednesday, which is the start of Lent, and then Holy Thursday is the end of Lent. So it's 46-day preparation as we get ready for Easter. Okay. Um, Like with school and um, all sports and everything that kids do academically outside of school, how do you think we can keep up our Lent promises? That's a really good question. I mean, the hardest part about Lent a lot of times is discouragement, I think, because if you're anything like me, then you've probably like really messed up your Lenten promise 12 times already, (laughs) and we're only a week and a half in. And so it's really easy to think, well, I'm a horrible human being, and I'm not a good Catholic because I can't keep up my Lenten promises. But the good news is that um, even if that is you, even if you feel like you've just failed, um, you can always start over. You can always start fresh. And so, like, let today, let this moment be a new start for you. And so, like, recommit yourself to where that is. But you're right, Kate. It is really hard with um, just all the different obligations that we have just to keep that present in our mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just one of those things you have to commit yourself to, just yeah. like you'd commit yourself to uh, your studies or um, your tryouts, whatever it is. You have to really commit yourself to it. Yeah, and a lot of people don't really know, like, the guidelines or, like, how to do all that stuff. Like, do Catholics, like, are Catholics the only ones who can celebrate Lent? Your question, no, uh, is the answer. Anyone can celebrate Lent. So you do not need to be Catholic to celebrate Lent. Uh, there's lots and lots of Christian churches that do, especially Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is huge in uh, many different Christian churches. But you don't even need to be Christian. You know, Lent's practices can be employed by anyone. And even other non-Christian faiths, like Judaism or Islam, they have different periods of the year, kind of like Lent in their own calendars, which are focused on the same things. Like Muslims have what they call Ramadan, which is also like a time of fasting and giving things up and things like that. So other faiths practice similar things. But anyone can participate in Lent. Okay, so like about Lent, like I guess the point of it is to give things up that we really like or to improve ourselves like spiritually. So that can be kind of boring. Do you have ways that like make it fun? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, It could be hard to make it fun because giving something up for Lent, like giving up something you really like, like if you really like Snapchat, (laughs) if you really like Snapchat a lot and you decide, okay, I'm gonna give up Snapchat for Lent. that is not fun because especially because no. that's how people communicate, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not that like, oh, how can we make this fun? But I think it's just like trying to remember why we're doing it. Like yeah. when we're giving something up for Lent, it's supposed to be, okay, I'm choosing my relationship with God over this thing. Whether or not that's Snapchat or ice cream or popcorn or whatever it is, like, okay, I'm going to choose uh, God over this other thing that I really like. Um, and it's hard for us because I think we're such a society and generation who we only do things if they're fun. 
Um, and we look at things like church or giving up something for Lent or reconciliation, and we're like, okay, but those things aren't fun. Um, and my argument against that is not to, like, I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you, oh, no, it's really fun if you give up something for Lent. Yeah. But I think it's just, like, remembering why we're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not supposed to be fun. But it's supposed to help us get closer with God, which is something we should always strive for and hope for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I played volleyball, like I always challenged myself to be better each day. So I feel like that's something I do with my Lenten promises. Like each day, I just challenge myself and hope for the best. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So along the lines of me challenging myself for volleyball and like essentially competing with myself to make myself better, are there any ways like I can add on to that? or help build that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually really glad you brought up that word compete as well because sometimes you talked about making Lent fun before. That's something that sometimes I do is mm-hmm. with my friends, maybe we'll make it a competition. But you're absolutely right because we do more than just give something up for Lent. We could also add things. And so it's something that a lot of people try to add are things like acts of kindness, right? So maybe, okay, I'm going to hold the door open at the... Well, I was going to say the grocery store, but those are automatic doors. So <laughs> that wouldn't necessarily work out great. But I'll hold the door open at school for my classmates. Or um, I am really, I'm going to help someone out when I notice that they're lost or something like this. You know, so that's something you can add by doing those little random acts of kindness. You can also add prayer. That's another really popular thing to add during Lent as well. So you could say, okay, I'm going to make it an appoint to stop in the chapel at school, or I'm gonna pray before I go to bed each night. And prayer is like, I would highly recommend doing something with prayer during Lent because prayer is our relationship with God and none of us are where we're supposed to be with that. Like I'm a priest and our relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be. I could always do better, you know? And a way to do better is to just commit ourselves more to prayer. Yeah, like I see these people on Instagram, they have like the little question things, anonymous questions, and Mm -hmm. they're like, send a prayer, I'll pray for each person every day, pick a different person. I think that's really cool. Like, that's something I've been trying to do as well. That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. and that's hard to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. Like, sometimes we just want to pick the easiest thing to give up, but I think sometimes it's good to pick something hard, like saying, okay, I'm going to pray for a different person each day. And I know, like, for me, like, it's hard to find time to pray, or, like, I'm not even really comfortable in my prayer, or, like, just talking to God. So, like, finding time, I guess would be something like for people to work on too. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, I find that the best time for me to pray is right when I get up in the morning before I go to bed, you know? And in the morning, I try and ask God for his help for my day. I look at my day, I'll be like, okay, God, today I have to do a podcast and I don't know how it's going to (laughs) go. And so like, help me, give me the words to make it go well, you know? Oh, and at the end of the day, then I can look back and be like, okay, that podcast was really awesome and a lot of fun. (laughs) And so thank you, God, for that opportunity. So like, that's just a silly example, but um, I really like to find time at the start of my day and at the end of my day just to ask God for help and to thank God for those ways he showed up. Um, I feel like when people give up something for Lent, they should kind of go out of their comfort zone because I feel like that's the only like true way you can better yourself is to, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it kind of goes back to what you are talking about before with volleyball, Kate. You know, just you have to push yourself. If we don't push ourselves, we won't get better right? Mm -hmm. If I just stay lifting the same weight my whole life, I'm not going to get any stronger, right? But you want to get stronger, you want to get better, which means doing the harder thing. And that's what Lent, in a way, is about, right? Like putting on um, 
those extra weights, putting on that extra challenge to really grow. That's what this is a time for. It's a time for growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you said, like people giving up Snapchat for Lent, it's like when you give up something, you want it even more, you know, like mm -hmm. when you're without it. And I feel like that's the same way with like Fridays, how people can't eat meat. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and it's hard for people like, because you're also supposed to fast, right? Right. Most of the day. Yeah, so on Fridays, you're supposed to abstain from meat. And I, when you're talking about like how when you can't have something, you want it even more, that is so true. Because mm -hmm. there's, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, there's days that I'll go where I don't eat any meat. And it's not because like I'm fasting from meat, yeah. it just happens. Yeah. Um, but on Fridays in Lent, I wake up and like by 9.30, all I want is a cheeseburger. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you can't have it. Right, it makes exactly. you want it even more. But that like, and I think to your point before, like that's what makes it so much better to say, okay, I'm not going to eat meat today yeah. because you know how much more you want it. You yeah. Know? And so it's really good to it's say. It's like a good like feeling of accomplishment too. Exactly. I think Ooh. you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so like with the whole fasting thing, does that mean you can't like eat like a ton of like fish like throughout the day because you're supposed to be fasting? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think that, so like if you were to go to Red Lobster and they have like all you can eat crab legs, that's how the commercials do it, then is that keeping in the spirit of Lent? I would yeah. say no. Is it fine? Yeah, sure, it's fine. But is it keeping in the spirit of Lent? Probably not no. because you are probably overeating. Yeah. You know, and it's not exactly like gluttony. I like crab legs, I like lobster. <laughs> And those things are really good. And it doesn't really feel right when that's what I'm eating for that. But you're, but you're more than welcome to because it's the fish. So, <laughs> Going off the fish thing, what about like the Impossible Burgers? Do those still like count as not eating meat or? Yeah, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Impossible Burger is, it's like a plant-based burger, right? Yes. Yeah. So obviously you can still eat that because it's not meat. Um, now, some different dioceses, like the Archdiocese of Chicago, came out and they said, you can't eat this. <laughs> I'm not here to disagree with the Archdiocese of Chicago, but the Archdiocese of St. Louis has not said that. Um, so you're more than welcome to eat it. But it's kind okay. of the same thing I was saying about, like, all you can eat crab legs, right? Yeah. Is it keeping in this spirit of Lent? Um, and that's a question that I would pose to an individual person, right? Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I would say that it's fine because it's not meat. So. Okay. And then, like, with the whole fish thing, like, about how it started, I know there's, like, I don't know if it's, like, a rumor, but, like, why did it start? Was it, like, for Roman fish market stuff? <laughs> that, you're right. That is a really popular question or rumor. So it is a rumor. I don't think it's true. Um, now, I was not around when Roman fish markets yeah. needed to increase. <laughs> but uh, there is definitely a rumor that goes around every year during Lent that says, oh, the reason why the Catholics give up meat on Friday is because the Pope instituted that rule because the fish markets in Italy needed a boost. Um, there's no evidence to support that's true. I think that's just people who want to disagree with the church, which okay. is fine. You're more than welcome to disagree with the church. But I don't think that's based in reality. You know, gotcha. it's going back to when we first started talking about the whole meat thing. I think it's what it's based in, just the reality that says, Meat is something that we're really used to doing, and so it's just that act of saying no to ourselves by giving up meat. Yeah, and yeah. with, like, new Catholics, not even new Catholics, just, like, people who um, celebrate Lent, are there any other rumors that we should know about, that like, myths that people tend to believe? Yeah, so one of the rumors that I think is pretty common is do you have to give up whatever you gave up on Sundays, which is a good question. Um, 
So the strict answer is no, you don't. Um, so let's say that you gave up soda for Lent. Can you have a Dr. Pepper on Sundays? Technically, the answer to that question is yes, because every Sunday is a solemnity in the church, and solemnities are times of celebration. And so the church has had this really old tradition that says we don't fast, we don't give things up on these days of celebration, these days of solemnity, because they're supposed to be days of joy and celebration. Um, so you are perfectly okay to drink soda if you gave it up during Lent. You can drink soda on Sundays. You're perfectly fine to do that. Um, it kind of goes back to the same thing as before, though, right? Like, is that in the spirit of Lent? Um, I would say it's probably not in the spirit of Lent, but you're more than welcome to. And there's some other days, too. Like, March the 19th is St. Joseph's Feast Day. So you can, whatever you gave up, you can go back to it for that day. Or March the 25th is the Feast of the Annunciation. So they're like these high holy days in Lent that you don't need to fast on those days either. Does that make sense? Um, another rumor is about <laughs> fasting. And what exactly is fasting? Um, because I think that we use that term a lot. The church makes a difference in what she calls abstaining and fasting. So we abstain from meat every Friday in Lent and also on Ash Wednesday, which means we don't eat meat. We only fast on two days during Lent, which is Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And fasting means two things. The first is you don't eat snacks between meals. Um, and the second thing is um, you can eat two smaller meals and one larger meal, as long as the larger meal is not larger than the two smaller meals put together. So it's kind of, you have to like figure out math with your Excel sheet and figure it all out. But that's kind of the rules on fasting. So I think that like fasting does not mean you could only have bread and water, right? That's what people think. Like you could, you could eat like normal, no fish, or excuse me, no (laughs) No meat. meat. Um, But it's just, the idea is two smaller meals and one larger meal. Yeah. I don't know if he still does this, but Mr. Hennekes, last year, he, like, fasted the whole day Friday. But he said he really started to feel it around, like, 3 o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. that time. One of my friends uh, during Lent, she fasts every Friday until 3 p.m. So, like, she does not eat until 3 p.m. every single Friday. Because that's the hour that we say that Jesus died on the cross. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool. She's better than me. I can't do that. <laughs> Okay, so I've heard that the three main pillars of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Yeah. But what in the Fish Fry Friday is almsgiving? Oh my gosh. Great question. Almsgiving, so we already know what prayer and fasting are, because we talked about those things already. Almsgiving is giving um, alms, no, (laughs) giving money, helping out those less fortunate than us. So, um, you know, I'm going to the Holy Land in a few weeks with St. Dominic. And when we are there, one of the things that we'll do is we'll go to the Western Wall, which is maybe you've seen it like in movies or in pictures or something like that. It's this huge wall of stone. And then people will go up and they'll whisper their prayers into the rock. And they'll take little tiny slips of paper that their prayers are on and stick it in the rocks. The tradition is that when they leave, there are poor people outside of that area. And the tradition is that if you give them money, if you help them out, then God will answer your prayers. That's almsgiving, right? So that's giving of our resources, of our excess, to help those less fortunate. Lent, so when you go to the Western Wall and you pray those prayers there, that is a time that you are more intentionally giving alms. Lent is another time that you're more intentionally giving alms. And it's just a way to kind of, once more, unite our hearts closer to Jesus' heart. So with what you said about almsgiving and uniting our hearts with Jesus, how do you do that? Like, what are you giving up? 
or mm. doing? It's a little bit of a personal question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, this Lent, I think that, so one of the things I try and do in Lent is look at what are those things that I'm maybe putting before God in my life. And recently, I think I'm putting my phone before God in my life. And so um, I've taken advantage of putting up limits on different apps um, and just really trying to put my phone down more when I'm around other people. So that's something that I've been really conscious of trying to do. Um, and then also, you know, talking about prayer and adding something, I'm trying to make more time for God. And so hopefully you will see me in the chapel more throughout this whole Lenten period because I'm just trying to take time throughout the day. You know, it's easy for the day to get away for us. It's so busy. I'm just trying to make time to say, okay, God, I'm going to stop and give this time to you. Yeah, and with giving up your phone, I feel like how you said you're going to, like, surround yourself with people, like, without your phone, I feel like that's a good way to actually see God in others, you know? Absolutely. Be paying more attention, be more attentive to all of that. Yeah. So that's good. What do you guys do for Lent? Um, I'm actually going to start working out and try to eat healthy. Good for you. Yeah, and I'm going to try to stay off my phone too much. Too. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but yeah. What are you doing, Liv? Um, I'm, like, my family's doing this thing where we all try to eat healthier, like, together. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, since it's a fish fry Friday, do you have a preference on a fish fry? Uh, I don't, but I love fish fries. So... Uh, I try to be equitable in my fish fry Fridays by going to different fish fries. Um, but I do have to say that the best fish fry I've ever been to in St. Louis is way down in South City at a parish called St. Cecilia's. It's actually a Hispanic parish. And so like while you're in line, they'll bring you drinks and they have a little mariachi band that plays. And uh, they have special seasoning on their fish. It's very, very good. Um, but it's a super long line. I love fish fries though because I just think they're a great way to hang out with the community. And there's some really great ones out here too. Um, Cottleville has a good one. Assumption has a good one. ICD has a really good one. All the parishes do. So hit up your local fish fry <laughs> on your fish fry Friday. I also really love fish fries. I go to the one at the VFW Hall in Winsville. Oh, I need to check that one out. That sounds good. Thank you guys for letting me come and hang out with you guys and talk about Len. I think it's just a, it's important to talk about it. And it's important just to take the time to work on that relationship with God. So thanks so much for having me. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming out and talking um, to us and taking the time to enlighten us on this Lytton season. Um, I'm Olivia Skilgen. And I'm Kate Cato. And we'll see you next time for more Crusader Conversations.